This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. No time for chatter. Let's get at her. First up tonight, it's Phil Harris and Alice Faye. Good health to all from Rexall. It's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show, presented transcribed by the makers of Rexall drug products and 10,000 independent Rexall family druggists. Good health to all from Rexall. And now your Rexall family druggist brings you the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, yours truly, Bill Foreman, and starring Alice Faye and Phil Harris. A few weeks ago, Alice bought a new car. She's been driving with a learner's permit, but today she's going down to take the test for her driver's license. She's a little nervous, so she's asked Phil and Frankie to drive down with her. Now be careful, Phil. You're going a little too fast. Alice. And put your hand out when you make a turn. Alice. What's what you're doing? You went through a red light. Alice. What? You're driving. <laughs> I'm so nervous about taking my test, I forgot. I've never seen such lousy driving. <laughs> Alice, you mind if I get out of this death trap? <laughs> Don't be sarcastic. I happen to be a very good driver. I was the best one in the driving school, and the teacher said my driver... All right, was all right. You're a good driver. Now get off the sidewalk and back on the road. <laughs> Frankie, if you don't like what I'm doing, you can get out and walk. Why should I? You didn't get fresh with me. <laughs> if you were to try to kiss me, I'd be forced to defend my honor. And all right, Remley, all right. And stop already. Look, Alice, here's the Motor Vehicle Bureau. There's the parking space right there in back of that cop's motorcycle. That's it. Now slow down. That's fine. Now back in. Oh, I don't want to back in. It seems like such a sneaky way to do it. <laughs> I have enough room to go in forward. Honey, I don't think you can make Please, it if you... Please, Phil, I know what I'm doing. I can get into that space with my eyes closed. What's this? <laughs> You can open your eyes, dear. You're in. Uh-oh. The cop's motorcycle was knocked over. 
Did I do that? No, dear. It's just a nervous motorcycle. <laughs> you see, when you raced your engine, the motorcycle got flustered, jumped up in the air, and fell over in a dead faint. Uh, you know those high-strung Harley Davidsons? <laughs> hey, Alice, quick. You better back up before somebody sees us. Now, hurry up. Okay. Back up. Alice, is the car in back of you? <laughs> He found it. <laughs> well, dear, you're batting a thousand. You got one going forward. You got one going backward. You want to stop now, or would you care to try one sideways? <laughs> I think if you put a little English on it, you can hit that truck across the street. Oh, that's your fault. You fellas get me all upset. Anyway, this time I didn't hit a cop's motorcycle. What did she hit, Frankie? I don't know. Must be a company car. There's a sign up. What does it say? Los Angeles Police Department. <laughs> well, it's only a squad car. It's a squad car! <laughs> hey, Alice, quick. Slide over. Let me get at that wheel. Slide over. Oh. Hold it there! Uh-oh, here comes Felix Flatfoot. <laughs> a policeman? Yeah, Lester Lockstep in person. <laughs> Alice, you be quiet and let Frankie and me handle this. We'll get you off the hook. You'll kid him out of it. Cops have a wonderful sense of humor. Well, nice driving, buddy. Oh, it was nothing. Glad you liked it. (laughs) I didn't like it. Who cares? I don't believe anybody asked for your opinion. (laughs) Wait a minute. You don't seem to realize who I am. I'm wearing a uniform. Well, bully for you. (laughs) Now run along and deliver your telegrams and leave us alone. (laughs) These Western Union boys certainly are... Frankie. He's not a Western Union boy. Well, thank you. I'm glad somebody recognized me. Well, you'll have to forgive my friend. He's not familiar with the Cub Scout uniform. (laughs) Wise guys, huh? I'm going to throw the book at you. Fellas, this one doesn't have a sense of humor. I think we got a straight man. Alice, please. I told you that we'll handle this. Well, if you're not a Cub Scout or a Western Union messenger, just what is your racket? Who are you? Who am I? I'll break it to you easy. You see this badge? What does it say on it? L-A-P-D. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Lappet. <laughs> Yeah, that's short for Lapidus. It's, uh... My name ain't Lapidus, it's Cassidy. Cassidy? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't recognize you without your horse, Hoppy. <laughs> hey, Frankie, this is Hopalong Cassidy. I'm not impressed. I'm Roy Rogers, man. <laughs> If you two comics are through, you can come with me. Come on. Now, wait a minute, officer. Don't blame them. It's a natural mistake. You do look a lot like Hopalong Cassidy. I don't care if I... I... I do? Yes. Only you're even better looking. (laughs) In fact... In fact, you're one of the handsomest men I've ever seen. (laughs) Well, it's nice you... You're very... (laughs) You doing anything tonight, Blondie? Uh, <laughs> now, wait a minute, officer. She happens to be my wife. Quiet, knothead. 
I'm writing you out a ticket. What's the charge? Reckless driver, and you knocked over my motorcycle. Got a driver's license? Yes, sir. What's your name? Bill Harris. Where do you live? Encino, where do you live? North Hollywood. What's your name? James Cassidy. Let me see your driver's license. Very well, I have. <laughs> I have a uniform. A likely story. But I tell you Let what... me smell your breath. Honest, I have... Quiet, I'm writing you out a ticket. But please, sir, I didn't mean... That's writing out the ticket. Now let me see your driver's license. All right, all right. Here you are. But I didn't have one, huh? Well, I'm a law-abiding citizen, and I know all the rules and regulations. And you'll find my driver's license in perfect order. Yeah, except for one little detail. What's that? It expired three months ago. <laughs> expired? Well, gee, officer, I didn't realize it. A likely story. You stay out of this. <laughs> Here's your ticket, Mr. Harris. You'll find quite a few charges on it. Now, you can't do this to me. I'm a celebrity. I'm Phil Harris, the radio star. Well, good for you. In that case, you can afford a bigger fine. <laughs> Be in court in the morning. In the meantime, have your license renewed, and don't try to drive until you do. So long. But, officer, I didn't do any. Oh, Alice, why didn't you tell him that you were driving the car? But, Phil, if he gave me a ticket, it would spoil my chance of getting my driver's license. Oh, honey, it was sweet of you to take the blame for me. Yeah, you wouldn't have got your license. I guess you're right. Well, after all, it'll only take me a few minutes to renew my license. Let's go in the Motor Vehicle Bureau and get it over with. Hey, Frankie, will you park the car? Yeah, okay, sure. Come on, Alice. Hey, honey, as soon as they recognize me in there, I'll get my license renewed. Eee, like that. Huh. Suppose they don't recognize you. Well, I'll make sure they do. I'll walk in singing like this. One, two. Well, look at them shuffling, shuffling down, rambling, scrambling, the head of the town, hustling, bustling, buzzing around, happily awaiting at the station. Well, look at the train, the number 709, huffing and puffing and arriving on time. Who do you think's about to arrive? The band they call the Dixieland Five. They're going to play that muskrat ramble tune, the way you never, ever heard it played. Get ready for the big parade. All together now, one and two. Come on to join the happy throng. Feel the beat of that ramble and scramble and muskrat song. Come on and ramble along. Look at them shuffling, shuffling down. Look at the band parading all over town. Look at the happiness going around. Well, everybody's up and celebrating. Look at the drummer entertaining the gang. Clinking and clanging with the bing and the bang. Changing the town from dead to alive. The band they call the Dixieland Five. You're going to hear them play old Dixieland. You better get your reservation planned in person for a one-night stand. All together now, one and two. Come on to join the happy throng. Feel the beat of that shuffle and scuffle and buzzgrad song. Come on to ramble along.
Dixieland. You better get your reservation planned in person for a one night stand. All together now, one and two. Come on to join the happy throng. Feel the beat of that shuffle and scuffle and muskrat song. Come on and ramble along. Hiya, Cassidy. What's on your mind? Hey, George, I want you to do me a favor. Sure. Some wise guy named Phil Harris is coming in to renew his driver's license. He thinks he's a big shot. So when he comes in, I want you and the boys to give him the works. Oh, we know how to handle that type. Hey, Jack, when this Harris guy comes in, I want you and Eddie to get in line and back of him and make believe you're applying for a license, too. Okay, George. We'll take care of Harris. <laughs> Drive crazy, fellas. Here he comes. He's the one with the blonde hair. I better duck for him. Leave it us, Cassidy. Eddie, you and Jack go out and get in line and back. Say, pardon me, bud, but uh, where do I renew my driver's license? Right here. What's your name, sir? (laughs) (laughs) I, sir, am Phil Harris. Phil Harris? Oh, and I tell the boys, fellas, look who's here, Phil Harris! (laughs) See, Alice, it happens every time. (laughs) You people are kind of impressed that seen me, aren't you, bud? Oh, yes. We haven't been so thrilled since Lassie came in for a dog life. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what can I do for you? Well, I want to have my license renewed. Oh, very well. There'll be a few questions to answer. First, who are you sired by? (laughs) (laughs) Well, why do I have to answer questions? All I want is a license. Here's my old one. Give me a new one. Oh, you optimist, you. It's not that simple. Before I can stamp your license, you'll have to take an eye test, a road sign test, a traffic law test, a driving test, a loyalty test, a blood test, and a screen test. (laughs) Well, why do I have to go through all that? I've been driving for 20 years. We have to be very strict about who we issue licenses to. You mean that I have to go through all that, too? Oh, I didn't see you, miss. What did you want, Blondie? Well, well, I, I want a driver's license. You ever had a license before, dear? No. <laughs> no, I just learned to drive. And you want a license, honey? Yes, sir. <laughs> Here you are, darling. <laughs> Take us over to window four. Oh, thank you. See you later, Phil. Now, wait a minute. Why do I have to go through all those tests and she gets her license stamped right away? She's prettier than you are. (laughs) Only because she's wearing makeup. (laughs) Look, I'm sick and tired of the red tape. All I want to do is renew my license and I don't need no written test or no eye test. Now, please, the tests are very important for the safety of the public. I got no time to argue. There are two men waiting in line in back of you. But look, mister, I want to... Please, step aside. Oh. Now, what can I do for you, sir? I I want a driver's license. Very well. Step right up to the window. What window? (laughs) I don't... uh, I I don't see very well. Where is it? 
Right over here. Oh, don't help me. I'll manage to find it. Ah, this must be the window. Get your nose out of my face. Oh, pardon me. I mistook the lines in your face for the bars on the window. Uh, uh, now, let me see now. Uh, where is that window? This way. Uh, keep talking, keep talking. I'll come in on the sound of your voice. There we are. Now you say you want a driver's license? Yes. Well, I'll have to give you the eye test. How is your vision? Perfect. You passed. <laughs> Here's your license. Nice, thorough examination. Thanks for the license. Uh, now, if you'll just aim me toward the door, I'll be on my way. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, and by the way, if you ever get a chance, drop in and get yourself a pair of glasses, will you? Well, I've been trying to for three years, but I can never find the optometrist's office. <laughs> well, I'll be seeing you. With what? How come you gave him a license? Who? That baseball umpire that just left What kind of a night test was that? Now, we have to be strict We can't have reckless drivers on the streets Now, what is it you wanted again? I want to renew my driver's license All I want is for you to take I'm next I want a driver's license Oh, yes, sir how long have you been driving? Two weeks. You got any, t- got any tickets for traffic violations? About 22. <laughs> you ever been jailed on a traffic charge? Six or seven times. You ever hit a pedestrian? Only when they get my way. <laughs> I like your attitude. Here's your license. Hold it! Now, why did you give him a license? Why shouldn't I? In two weeks, he got 22 tickets. He was in jail seven times, and he hits pedestrians when they get in his way. So he made one little mistake. (laughs) I feel if a man is trying, he should be given another chance. After all, that's a democratic way you do it. Never mind him. Now, how about me? Oh, yeah. What was it you wanted again? <laughs> I just want to renew my driver's license. Why didn't you say so? If that's all you want, it won't take any time at all. Well, what do you know? Twelve o'clock in time for lunch. I'll be back in an hour. Come back here. <laughs> Open that window. All I want is my driver's license. I... <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, Phil, I'm all ready to... I never What are you laughing at? Oh, I just thought of a joke. Was... Who's laughing? <laughs> they put me through all that red tape, and the guy gave you your license just like that. Oh, that was no license he gave me. That was just an application. I'm doing fine, dear. I just passed my eye test. Oh, that was a tough one. <laughs> I passed my written test, too. And now I'm going out to take my driving test. I got a tip for you. What? If you can hit somebody, it'll help. <laughs> I never saw such a place. I'm having nothing but trouble. Trouble. Oh, cheer up, honey. Don't be a grouch. Stay with the happy people. Huh? 
That sounds suspiciously like... It is. We've got to stay with the happy people To have your fun live in the land of joy With the happy people Face the sun, life is a Christmas time Down through the endless ages Tears have been contagious And take it from me, the misery Is looking around for company So stay, stay, stay With the happy people Don't you wrinkle your brow out of style. Just stay with the people who love you. Wear a smile, smile, smile. Won't you wear a smile, smile, smile? Won't you wear a smile, smile, smile? Won't you wear a smile? Well, if you want to stay with the happy people, have your fun, live in the land of joy. If you want to stay with the happy people, face the sun, life is a Christmas toy. Down through the endless ages, tears have been contagious, and you can take it from me that misery is looking around for company. So stay, stay, stay with the happy people. Don't you wrinkle your brow, it's strictly out of style. Just stay, stay, stay with the people. Love, love, love all the people. <laughs> well, how are we doing, Jesse? Wonderful, George. <laughs> Wonderful. You guys really got that Harris character going. Hi, Officer Cassidy. Here are the groceries your wife wants you to bring home. Oh, thanks, Judith. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Some wise guy trying to renew his driver's license. We're making it tough for him. I don't think that's a very nice thing to do. Who is the poor fellow you're doing this to? <laughs> Phil Harris. As I was saying, it's not a very nice thing to do, and how can I help louse up the big slop? <laughs> well, we're trying to think of some tough tests to give him. Have you got any suggestions? Yeah, let me give him the tests. I'll tell him I'm a new clerk you put on part-time. <laughs> okay. That's Harris banging on my window now. You better open it up, Georges. Okay, this is going to be a pleasure. Well, it's about time you opened your window. What's on your mind, Mac? <laughs> well, sir, I want to renew my... No, 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 not you. Yeah, 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 it's me. <laughs> what do you do behind there, you little sport? I just started working part-time, and if you want a license, you'll have to deal with me. Look, Julius, if you think I'm going to let you Please! get in... Don't aggravate me. I'm a very nasty little clerk when I'm upset. All right, let's get on with your test. Now, wait a minute. I'm not going to take any test from you because you won't give me a fair break. 
Mr. Harris, I assure you my personal feelings will not bias my opinions. Well, well, in that case, all right. Just because I hate your guts don't mean I won't give you a fair time. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not going to... The eye test? Oh, that's a cinch. I know how to answer that one. Go ahead, ask me the question. How's your vision? Perfect. I pass. Give me my license. Stamp, 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 stamp. Give me that. Not so fast. Gotta read the chart on the wall first. Cover your left eye and read the top line. Okay. A. M. L. P. Now cover your right eye and read the second line. P R S B. Now cover both eyes and read the third line. <laughs> if it's all right with you, can I feel the letters a little? I'll be lenient. I'll let you read it with one eye open. Oh, I hate to cheat like that. Go ahead, read the third line. Q F X. W Z. Now pronounce it. <laughs> well, stop stalling, not pronouncing. Robert. Wobble. Wops. Why? You can't read English. <laughs> if there are things you on the road, if you came across a word like that on a road sign, you wouldn't know what it meant. Well, where will I ever come across a sign like that? It don't mean nothing. That's what you think. In Czechoslovakia, it means no you thing. <laughs> How do you like that? I've been driving for 20 years, and I didn't know that in Czechoslovakia, you're not allowed to make a quamps. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to take any more of this from you. This is the most outrageous thing that I've ever okay, heard of. I'm not going to... Okay, I'll take over now. I think we got about as far as we can. With You're darn right you have, because I'm a citizen and I demand my rights. Very well. Hey, honey. Yeah. Now, what was it you wanted again? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, I remember. You wanted to renew your driver's license. Now we're getting someplace. Well, just fill out this application and in no time at all, we'll have... Well, the five o'clock whistle. Time to go home. Good night, sir. Open that window. Open the window. I say you can't do this to me. I want my license. Now, Phil, look. I passed all the tests and got my driver's license. How did you do? I didn't get one. Come on, let's go home. I've been framed. They wouldn't give me my license. Well, one consolation. Now that you can't drive, you can't get any more tickets. Oh, there's the car across the street. Well, wait here and I'll get Frankie to drive it over. Don't tell me how to cross the street. I've been crossing them for 35 years. Hey, Harris. Oh, it's you, Cassidy. I got something for you. My driver's license? No, a ticket for jaywalk. No, no. Good health to all from Rexall.
Folks, this is Phil Harris again, and as you may know, the present time I'm crossing the country with a big two-hour stage show, including my chief stooge, Jackson Benny, then we have Rochester, gorgeous film star Vivian Blaine, my whole band, and many other wonderful extra acts, all in person. Tonight we play Milwaukee, tomorrow Monday we play Peoria, this Tuesday we'll be in St. Louis, this Wednesday Indianapolis, Thursday, Grand Rapids, Friday in Detroit, Saturday, Toledo, and next Sunday in Cleveland. It's a great show, and I hope you'll ask for your tickets early because they're going fast. Join us on the air again next Sunday. Thanks, and good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This program was produced and transcribed by Paul Phillips. Next, Sam Spade, then Betty Hutton on Theater Guild on NBC. Stay tuned for Fibber McGee and Molly next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. And now, Fibber McGee and Molly. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Jimmy Shields, and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with It's a Hap, Hap, Happy Day. Before we get together for another Fibber and Molly show next week, many of you will be richer by many lovely Christmas gifts. When you have them all unwrapped and you're standing there thinking how nice Santa was to you, ask yourself this question. How many of these presents should be protected with genuine Johnson's wax? Now, to some of you, that might seem a strange thought. Of course, you can't wax a necktie or a handkerchief or a negligee, but you'd be surprised how many things you can protect and preserve with Johnson's wax. Picture frames and parchment lamp shades, for instance. A wax polish will keep them beautiful and easier to clean and dust. Leather goods, new luggage, shoes, fine book covers, handbags should all be given a Johnson Wax Beauty Treatment. Guns, fishing rods, sleds, even fine briar pipes all benefit in appearance and service when they're wax protected. It's the same Johnson's Wax that has beautified and protected floors for over 50 years that gives greater beauty to tables, chairs, and woodwork. So, before you begin to use these lovely gifts, Protect their beauty with genuine Johnson's wax. convinced Fibber that his back fence quarrels with neighbor Gildersleeve have no place during the Yuletide season. Result? Here shoveling the snow off Gildersleeve's sidewalk in a burst of virtue and perspiration, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Ah, nice work, McGee. Only 20 feet to go. Are you tired, dearie? Oh, phew. Are I tired? <laughs> and look at these blisters. 
Oh, heavenly days. They are big, aren't they? Big? I ain't had such blisters since I played hooky from the fifth grade. How could you get blisters on your hand playing hooky? Did I say they was on my hand? Oh, <laughs> uh, go to work. You're almost through now. Okay. <clears throat> there. Well, all finished. Whew, am I tired. And a nice job, too, dearie. Yeah, but it ain't right, Molly. Doing all this work for a big heel like Gildersleeve. Well, a heel never gets anywhere without some good soul to lead the way. <laughs> wow. Let's go in the house. I'm cold after that. <laughs> hey, Fibber. Fibber, Molly, I've got something for oh, you. Oh, look, McGee, Mr. Wilcox. Uh-oh. This may be that thing, folks. <laughs> Better start taking up the rug. <laughs> well, and what have you got for us, Mr. Wilcox? <laughs> a big package. Here, take it, Fibber. Oh, is it from you, Mr. Wilcox? No, I just happened to see your name on it at the post office, so I told the mailman I'd save him a trip. Oh, oh gee, thanks, Carla. What you been doing at the post office? Oh, I just sent my little nephew a snake for Christmas. Oh. Snake? That's kind of dangerous, ain't it, for a kid? Oh, it couldn't hurt him. It's just a baby snake. How do you know? Well, it's still carrying its little rattle. Oh. <laughs> well, so long, folks. <laughs> Reminds me of the time when I was a boy, Molly. Somebody gave me a great dane for my birthday, but I had to give it away. Why? Cost too much to feed him. Had the house broke before he was. Oh. <laughs> well, come on, let's go in and open up this package. Okay. Who's the package from, Molly? Look, McGee. Huh? It's from your Uncle Sycamore. No. Not old Uncle Sycamore McGee. Right. Why, he wouldn't send anybody anything. That guy's tighter than the middle sardine. <laughs> but you always said he was a very wealthy man. Sure, he is, but he's such a miser, that's probably a couple pounds of sawdust to refill that rag doll he gave me when I was three years old. Oh, McGee. And I'll bet he foreclosed the mortgage on the saloon to get the sawdust. <laughs> well, whatever it is, I don't think we should open it until Christmas. Uncle Sycamore'd be offended. Now, wait a minute, Molly. Wait a minute. As the guy says when he's seen the gal in the old-fashioned bathing suit, there must be more here than meets the eye. <laughs> Maybe the old spider has finally got a hunk of Christmas spirit. Yeah, like old Scrooge. Maybe yeah. he's broken down at last. Sure, he's getting pretty well along in years, you know. Maybe he's begun to realize that I'm old enough now to handle large sums of money, and maybe he's... Oh, shucks, I'm dreaming. Well, don't wake up now. Go on and dream. I was just thinking the old skinflint might really send a lot of dough to... Oh, no, no, I'm wrong. Not that old tightwad. How can a man be so stingy? I don't know. They say he's so close-fisted, the only way a fortune teller can read his palm is with an x-ray. Yeah. What'd you say? X-ray? Yeah. That's it, Molly. You got it. X-ray. We'll get that package X-ray. That won't hurt Uncle Sycamore's feelings. Wonderful, McGee, wonderful. Oh, you're so clever. <laughs> oh, there's nothing that any red-blooded American boy could... Get your hat, Molly. We're going downtown and get this box x-ray. We'll even take a cab. I'll be right with you. Dear. Oh, I'm a millionaire. If that package you got there is more than a sack of navy beans. <laughs> you ready, Molly? Let's go.
Second door on the left. Here's your change, Doc. Oh, go. That's all right. Keep it, Bob. Gee, thanks. This will come in handy. I was all out of sin sin. <laughs> well, what did you swallow? We ain't swallowed anything, sis. Oh, really? Oh. Almost everybody comes in here swallowed something. Hairpins or coins or tacks. I'm writing a book about it. I can't even swallow that. What's the title of your book, dearie? How to get to the seat of your trouble without calling an usher. <laughs> I'm author myself, you know, sis. What did you write? The Midget's Britches. <laughs> it was one of them short shorts. <laughs> now, look, miss. We want some X-ray pictures taken of this package. Yeah. I see. If you'll sit down, the technician will see you in a few minutes. Oh, fine. Oh, McGee, you know I'm a little nervous. Mm, me too. What if there is a million dollars in this package? Oh, don't say too much about it, Mom. Oh, good day, my dear. Will you please see if my x-ray plates are ready? Oh, sorry, Mrs. Uppington. They won't be ready until tomorrow. Hey, Molly, look who's here. A big flake off the upper crust. <laughs> when, for goodness sake. You who, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee? Oh, so nice to see you. Oh, and Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. <laughs> Did I hear you asking about some x-ray plates, Mrs. Uppington? Uh, yes, yes, they're for my brother, Stuyvesant. Uh, Stuyvesant is an operatic baritone, you know. He played here last winter. Ooh, oh, all... yes. Stuyvesant up in Tonio. We heard him in the Barber of Seville. Remember, McGee? Barber who? Let me think. Barber Oh, yeah. Wasn't he the fat guy in the red tights that come out and hollered, Next? <laughs> Please, Mr. McGee. Well, uh, what happened to Stuyvesant, Mrs. Uppington? Oh, it happened last week at the annual banquet of the Union League Club. Mm. I was there with Stuyvesant, uh -huh. and I noticed he was eating entirely too fast. So I spoke to him about it. Stuy, I said, you mustn't eat so fast. Really, I said, you're acting like a pig, Stuy. <laughs> Dear, dear. Yes. And just then it... Oh, what a horrible moment. He swallowed a lace doily. Oh. Not stupid, Sand. <laughs> my, my. He was hungry, wasn't he? Does he like Chinese food, Uppy? I got an extra laundry bag he can have if he'll take uh, Please. Mr. McGee, I, I don't consider Stuyvesant's predicament any cause for levity. Oh. Particularly in view of the outrageous newspaper publicity. What the newspapers do, Uppy? Oh, that horrible nickname they gave for Stuyvesant huh? when they saw the x-rays of that lace doily over his heart. What oh. nickname, Mrs. Uppington? Uh, the human valentine. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that perfectly disgusting? Oh, well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> 
Let me tuck at your suppose's in that package, Molly. Here, here, let me heft it a minute. Here it is. Hmm. Weighs about nine pounds. I wonder what weighs nine pounds. I did when I was born. <laughs> oh, there, baby. Here's the film, Jordan. Oh, thank you. Better stop by again tomorrow. Sure will, baby. Oh, well, hello there, Johnny. Hello, darling. Glad to see you. Hello, Mr. Oldtimer. I see you're working for some film company. Yep. They say it's got a great future, too. But I don't know. I still like the old stereopticon. <laughs> you would. Hey! Incidentally, you know who invented the magic lantern? Old Diogenes. When he was looking for an honest man. He knew he couldn't do it without magic. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the... See, what am I talking about? That wasn't either good. <laughs> The way I hear it, <laughs> one fellow says to tell a fellow, says, have you seen Tom Hope's new picture, The Cat and the Canary? No, says the second fellow. Anyway, that ain't Tom Hope's picture, it's Bob Hope. Oh, says the first fellow, I thought he'd play the part of the cat. <laughs> well, long kids, Merry Christmas. Same you, old timer. I wonder what would happen if the cat and the canary ever played a double bill with, of mice and men. I'll bet, I'll bet the mice... Is... Woohoo! One side, everybody! Let me see the X-ray man. <laughs> I'm afraid you can't see him right now, Grandma. He's busy. Okay, Shorty. I just wanted my collarbone X-rayed. I think I busted it. Huh? But it don't really matter. I hardly ever wear collars anyway. How'd you bust a collarbone, Grandma? I fell off a box car bubbling away back from Atlanta. <laughs> Woohoo! What a trip! Yeah? I went down there for the preview, gone with the wind. Wowie, what a picture! Only thing is, Skippy, I didn't get the big ovation I expected. Ovation? What did you expect? And that Clark Gable never even <laughs> gave me a tumble. The rip. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What is this? Why should they have paid any attention to you, Grandma? Dorothy? Huh? It was a long time ago when you was only a boy. Yeah? But I was the first girl ever tested for Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, them were the good old days. Say, girly, when the dark is free, give me a ring at the bowling alley. Woohoo! One side for the glamour girl. <laughs> Glamour girl, eh? Say, she might have come from a good southern family at that, McGee. Yeah. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if hers was one of the first families of Virginia to go barefoot. <laughs> Mr. McGee, the technician will see you now. Oh, thank you, dearie. Bring the package, McGee. Okay. Ooh, careful, Molly. It's kind of dark in here. Yeah. You the x-ray technician, Bob? Certainly am, Waddle Bob. Yes, indeed. Oh, Boomer. <laughs> yes, Horatio K. Boomer. Expert on the short wave and the long haul. Say, uh, we want to have this package x-rayed, Mr. Boomer. We think there's money in it. Yeah. Money? Yeah. Why, of course, of course. Yeah. Now, look here, Boomer. I won't stand for this. You... Oh, hello, Fibber and Molly. Excuse me. Oh, don't mind us, Harlow, but ain't you in the wrong office? This is an x-ray, not a fluoroscope. Uh... Well, never mind that. Now, look here, Boomer. You're a jip. Now, there is a very penetrating bit of character analysis. Go on, Mr. Wimchart. 
Yes. Proceed with the indictment, my long-limbed linoleum lover. <laughs> now, looky here. Look at this fake X-ray photograph of Mrs. Perkins' spinal column. You told her this proves she needed a long series of X-ray treatments for a lame back. Well, now, wait a minute, Harlow. Maybe Boomer's right. Oh, yeah? I took this picture to a real X-ray expert, and he said this was a fairly bad photograph of a banana stalk. <laughs> a banana stalk? Curses! I am undone. <laughs> now, you know very well, Boomer, there's nothing wrong with Mrs. Perkins' back that a little rest from floor scrubbing wouldn't cure in a week. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Somebody must have left the script open. <laughs> now, I told Mrs. Perkins Boomer to get some Johnson self-polishing glow coat for her linoleum. And she'd never again have a lame back from hours of scrubbing and worrying about scuffed and dull linoleum. I'll say so. Why, with glow coat, all she has to do is pour a little on the linoleum, spread it around, and wait for it to dry. No rubbing, no buffing. It's as simple as that. Here, take your picture of the banana stalk. <laughs> that young man. Admire your sincerity. Sightable fellow, though. Well, hurry up and x-ray that package, will you, Mr. Boomer? Ah, yes, the package. Interesting assignment. Though this work presents many a fascinating problem, for instance, I x-ray a man, and all the valuables in his pockets are immediately exposed to my view. Oh. Care to look at some of my trophies? Here's a pair of star sapphire cufflinks. Had to give a patient 50,000 volts to get those. <laughs> Must have been quite a shock to him. Yes, yes. Here's a beautiful wallet. Took it right out from under a fellow's eye. Huh? Here's the wallet. Here's his eye. Oh. Here's a check for short beer. Yes, it's a fascinating... Oh, come on. Hurry up, Boomer. Next ray this package. Control yourself, Peabody. Control yourself. Just wait till I turn on the juice. Ready? Go. Hmm. Seems to be something wrong. Miss, uh, Miss Abernathy! Miss Abernathy! Yes, Seems to be something wrong here with cards. Yes, it was shut off a little while ago. You haven't paid the light bill. Well, well, imagine that. No current. <laughs> Come on, dearie. Let's go home. I'd suggest you try another X-ray expert and more power to him. <laughs> Folks, Jimmy Shield sings a beautiful old Irish ballad. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Take it to me. I'll take you home again, Kathleen. Across the ocean, wild and wide. Where your Dim 
Christmas to open this package from Uncle Sycamore. Let's open it up now. Okay, McGee. I give up. Open oh, it. Okay. Nobody here but us chickens. Here she goes. Now, if this, if this box is full of dough, we, we'll, we'll have it to send for Christmas. Right. And we'll... Oh, for the... Come in. Telegram for Fibber McGee. Sign here. Thanks. Oh, that's okay, bud. Keep the change. And a Merry Christmas to you. What's it say, McGee? Listen. Dear nephew... Please take my clothes out of box and hang them up. We'll arrive December 24th to spend the holiday. <laughs> Don't meet me at the station. We'll walk. It's cheaper. Sign Sycamore McGee. Well, I'll be a... Run upstairs and get a cake of soap and a hairbrush, Molly. I think you're going to have to wash my mouth out and spank me in a few minutes. Oh, well, let yourself yeah. go, dearie. I know just how you feel. Why, that stingy old rip. <laughs> Molly, it ain't fair. Doing me out of a million dollars like that. Not after the way I scrimped and saved and denied myself all these years. Ah, oh. oh, shucks, that spoils my whole Christmas. Oh, now, come, come. Cheer up, dearie. It isn't that bad. Oh, go away. Oh. Be quiet. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh. What's on your mind, sis? Hmm? I says, what you want? What's the that? That's beside the point. Gee, is it? You'd better be careful and hadn't it, huh? Hadn't what? Hmm? Listen, little girl, I ain't in any mood for small talk today. I just had a great sorrow. Oh. What you want? Well, gee, I've just been going around the neighborhood looking at people's Christmas trees, I bet you. Yes. We ain't put it up yet. Oh. What's more the way I feel now? I don't care if we never have a death. Oh, McGee, now that's no way to talk. Well, anyway, what... Gee, I guess you're an old fireplace, Mr. Richard. <laughs> I am not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. No, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm Or am I? Hey, maybe I am at that. Hey, what's the matter with me, anyway? I'd rather tell you sometime after Christmas, mister. Oh, you would, eh? <laughs> hmm? Look, sis, you were absolutely right. I am a sourpuss. Right. I'm a Scrooge. 
You come back Monday and take a look at our Christmas tree, and I think I can safely say there'll be something on it for you. Honest? Oh, boy. <laughs> Get a load of that expression, Molly. I'll bet this is the first place she comes on Christmas morning. I know it won't. Huh? This is the 14th place, mister. What? Looky, I got a list. And they've all promised me a present. Gee, aren't people peachy, though? <laughs> hey, Willie. Yeah? I made my coat. How'd you do over Jones's? <laughs> Kid like that to get you in the Christmas spirit. You know, Molly, this really is a great time of the year. Why, sure, it is. Yes, sir. I'll almost be glad to have your Uncle Sycamore here. Well, I wouldn't go quite that far. <laughs> what do we got to kick about? Enough to eat, a good home, nice neighbors. Even Mr. Gildersleeve? Why, sure, Gildersleeve is okay. When he finds out I shovel his sidewalk off for him, why, he'll be. Oh, I'll bet that's him now. Look, Molly, let's ask him and his wife over for dinner and bridge tonight. Let's really get acquainted with them. I'll bet they're real people. That's a good idea, McGee. Yeah. Come in. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. So nice to see you. Hi, Throcky, old man. Merry Christmas. Did you notice I shoveled all the snow off your sidewalk? Yes, I did. And listen here, McGee. Why don't you shovel off your own sidewalk? I'll take care of mine and you take care of yours. (laughs) Well, I'll be a naughty comment. Mr. Gildersleeve, what do you mean? McGee thought it would be a nice neighborly gesture. Mrs. McGee, the only gesture I want from that man you took for better or worse, and I know which, (laughs) is a gesture of farewell. Oh, yeah? Gildersleeve, you got no more gratitude than a collector of internal revenue. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. McGee, one of these days I'm going to tangle with you. (laughs) And you'll wind up in a bigger cast than they had in The Wizard of Oz. Gildersleeve, if you ever twitch a lapel toward me, I'll hand a couple of socks on your chin that Santa Claus couldn't fill in eight centuries. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. All right, boys. Break it up. Break it up. Mrs. McGee, if this is worth banana oil. Quiet, both of you. Sit down, McGee. Okay. And you, Mr. Gildersleeve, for shame. Well, I... The idea... Here it is nearly Christmas, and me husband went out of his way to... I hope next time he goes so far out of his way, he'll get lost. (laughs) Listen, Gildersleeve, you can't talk that way to my wife about her husband. (laughs) Now, listen here, I won't have this quarreling in my house. Not with Johnson's wax on the floor. What's that got to do with it? Nothing, but we haven't mentioned it for some time. (laughs) Now, look, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yes, why on earth should you be angry because somebody does you a favor? Yeah. McGee saved you a lot of work, just as a friendly act. Yeah. You're ungrateful and unreasonable. But, Mrs. McGee, I want to shovel that snow off the sidewalk myself. In the first place, my wife got me a new show snubble for Christmas. <laughs> My doctor told me to do it for the exercise. McGee is deliberately undermining my health. That's what he's doing. Not that I have anything against you. 
I like you, Mrs. McGee. Merry Christmas to you. Did you get our Christmas tree yet? No, but I'm going to run out right now and bring in the clothes pole. Clothes pole? Yeah, with all the needles I've got today, I can make my own tree. <laughs> Folks, this is our last chance to talk to you before Monday, and so on behalf of S.C. Johnson and Son and all of us on the program... We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to join us again next Tuesday night at this same time. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll be here next week for more gems from the golden age of radio. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer of Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a wonderful weekend. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.